0: Hello, yeah. hello. I think we're having some technical difficulties today, but we are live from Used Car Week. I am Jess. I'm Shasta, and we are the chicks in charge. And we are so excited to have Jason Rice with us today from Lot Pop. How are you doing, Jason?
1: Awesome. It's a great show so far.
0: It is. Yeah, you, when did fun. you come in?
1: Yesterday. Yeah.
0: So you had After, all day yesterday.
1: Yeah. Okay. At, at about two o'clock, I got here. So. Awesome. No, awesome. Yeah, we had a good time.
0: And you've done this event before, right?
1: Yeah, probably seven, eight times now. Huh? Awesome. amazing. Yeah, probably seven, eight years in a row now. Wow. They've been real supportive of company and allow me to speak and you know have uh, sessions all the time. So no, it's been great. They're a good, good group of people here.
0: Awesome, awesome. So I know that you've been in the automotive industry for many, many years, 25 years, right?
1: Yep, at okay. least yeah. Cool. years. Cool. Where did
0: you uh, get your start?
1: Had uh, a Cribs Ford City in St. Louis, Missouri. So it was a Ford store. They now sold out to a dealer group years ago. But yeah it was, uh, i was a server and one of the waitress there said oh my boyfriend's got a job selling cars i'm like oh did you go to school for that And she's like no there's an ad so i answered the ad in the paper and next you know i selling cars awesome and now it uh, led you here yes
0: so where where were you at whenever you decided that lock pop needed to be a thing it was something that dealers needed and you had to be the one to bring it to life
1: well it was more of a, a personal journey i guess because i had um, you know, I was traveling with the auto. I was there for eight plus years from 2005 to 13. And I had a young family at home and I was gone three to four days a week, every yeah. week. And I just felt like I, I needed to be, I had this idea a couple of years ago and I was going to try to do it then, but I, I didn't. And, uh, but back then it was out of pride and ego. I was just going to start my own company. But this time around, it was more, I'm going to do this as a tool to be able to be home for my kids and stuff. Right. And then it, I knew the potential it could grow, but you know, here we are. Ten years later now. Wow. Uh, yeah. So it's been it's been a fun journey. So speaking
0: of family, you have um several kids, right? Got five. five.
1: Yeah. Wow. So that keeps me busy too. Boys, girls. Oh, so yeah, and they range from eight to thirty-two. So wow. the wow. two oldest are boys, thirty-two and twenty-five, and then we have a twenty-one daughter, sixteen daughter, and an eight year old daughter. Wow, who so, are
0: busy, busy yeah. <laughs> So so do you think your time at the auto um kind of inspired Wat Pop?
1: Yeah, I mean, because I mean, we're using data from Viato or VinQ or Max Digital and, and and just slicing their inventory different ways. Because those tools are great looking at market data and auction data and uh, that information. But I being there, I realize there's a, a missing link between just giving them an actionable game plan. Here's right. what's happening. Regardless of what the market is doing and what the auctions doing, here's what's happening on your lot. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I, there's just I – mean, got about 30, but at least 15 – key metrics that you want to keep an eye on and you can pull it out of those systems. It just takes a lot of work. So we just simplified all that. But our biggest key is we do a a weekly call with our dealership. So we're accountability partners, second set of eyes, you know, and challenge them, call them out. So that's been our strength is that our people and doing those calls.
0: Right, yes. The communication with your dealers and their team is so important whenever you are whenever you are a vendor in this space. Yeah. and um, keeping that open minded communication yes. open and transparency is imperative. Um so we being an outsourced BDC, we work very closely with Bop Pop and your team. Um where do you think that dealers miss the mark the most?
1: Well, obviously lead management, I think uh I think they give up on leads too soon. Um yes. and just if and there's some uh, CRMs that kind of promote that. Hey, after seven days or 14 days, just move them to an automated AI, which I really don't care for because that's a, you know, I think that people element, but that's, it's a lot of work. And so, and if you think about it, you're doing all this activity for maybe a 10 to 15% result. So right. I'm doing 100 calls to get one, you know, deal yeah. or whatever. So it is a lot of work. But yeah, I think the, the missing the boat is giving up on leads too soon. When I was selling cars off the internet and I started in 97 doing that, 98, but, you know I would continue to follow up and I would get you know the the back then eight to ten percent was a good closing percentage but we'd do 12 to 15 because those extra five two to five percent closing was 50 60 70 day old leads are like right. you're the only one that's ever followed up with us right. you know right. I felt like we needed to earn their business and not just try to sell them so yeah I think I think the and like I said I don't like seven ten days and then moving on to an AI right I just yeah and it makes sense a little bit the other thing is, is, uh, you know, active leads on sold cars. You know, we have, uh, we talk about that where somebody's on a large pickup truck at 40 grand it sells, do you have any other 40 grand trucks? But if right. it's a 30 day lead that they haven't got a hold of and the truck sold, they just move it to lost and move on. And, and we wouldn't do that on the showroom floor. Sure. We would offer them alternatives and try to show them other vehicles. So we shouldn't be doing that with that virtual. Line. I
0: agree. I agree. With well, that, and right. one of the things that in the BDC world that we've seen from dealers is, uh um, you know, I've had a store that literally on day one, if the vehicle wasn't available, they would let the customer yeah. know, hey, that looks like that vehicle's already sold. Um, if you have any questions, let us know. And then they market lost. And it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. That, is, yep. that is a potential customer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially when you have similar and you can Yeah. You can flip them into something else. Exactly. exactly.
1: And, yeah, I think it's a problem, too, that, you know, we're managing leads based on the age of the lead. But that's irrelevant to where the customer is in their buying cycle. We don't know if they're two days out or two months out. They might just be starting yep. to research right now. Now, somebody asked me why would somebody submit a lead and never get back? Holy, well, yes. Yeah. So, well, do you ever do it? I said, I see products or something that I kind of want to mark and so I can come back later to see mm-hmm. it or right. show it to my so I might submit a lead just to mark that card where I know two weeks from now or three when I'm ready, I want to see if it's still there or if not, exactly. find something like it. So, I might submit a lead like that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think and they're like, yeah. I'm like, all right. Well, customers are doing the same thing you're doing, right? Even like in Facebook, you do go through and you sometimes you like something, or just so you know you can come back to see yeah, it, or you sure. comment so you can follow exactly. that conversation. Yeah. It's I think that's what a lot of people do with submitting leads. Um, oh, for sure. Because they want to mark that car. That way, two months when they get their uh, tax return or something, they can buy it. If yeah. not, then they know what they're you know what they're looking for. So,
0: what do you think your favorite feature about Lotpop is?
1: Uh, that aspect. well, the thing is again, instead of managing leads based on the age of the lead, now we allow them to manage leads based on situations on their lot. So let's use large pickup truck as an example. If the large pickup trucks are aging and they're not selling very good, well, let's isolate any leads on large pickup trucks and start calling and email them every day, every other day to get that sell rate back up. And I don't care if it's a fifty day lead or two day lead. I need these trucks gone. so, what we do because you can't do that in the CRM. it's kind of sad i can't go into a crm and say give me my truck leads or give me my 30 to thirty-five thousand dollars cars or my 2020s you could by maybe exporting into an excel sheet and slicing and dicing oh. it, but that still don't have contact information right. it's yeah so that's what i like the most so they can manage leads based on situations on their lot so the agent lead again which is irrelevant to the customer's buying cycle
0: and it's always live like it's not right. you don't have to wait seven days you don't have to wait five days it's up to the moment based on what your inventory is right now not what it was last week
1: yeah it's daily not to the moment but yeah each day we'll get the update from the inventory tool and the crm because inventory tools really don't talk leads mm-hmm. and crms don't talk cars yep. uh, we do a physical lot walk every day make sure cars are pretty and standing tall and customers are being meeting and greeted but you can't really do that in the virtual world um, you have a crm over here where bdc people are doing it and they don't Know anything about the inventory issues? They got inventory management. Don't know what's going on with the leads, and so that's I can doing this for twenty-something years. It's kind of a shame. Yeah, it's a great connector
0: piece between CRM and inventory management. That just it helps if if the BDC knows how to use it. it Helps the BDC tremendously. But if stores don't have BDC, then their salespeople just knowing what to do with every single opportunity this dealer has spent their money on. Sure, and turn inventory even faster.
1: Yeah, and the, the other eye-opening thing I'll, I'll be talking today about is um, 50% of your leads are only on about 10% in your inventory. And so I try to get dealers to understand. We know it is a lead equates to activity. I get a lead, I'm going to call email text, right? So half your activities is just being spent on 10% of your inventory. Wow. Then the other equation is half your inventory doesn't have leads. So if I, if I don't get a lead on a car, my BDC or sales team's not helping me sell that car. Yep. yep. So... The car that has all the leads as an inventory manager, I don't need to worry about it. I'm not dropping the price. We got leads. And my team, you know, if I got ten leads on it, you guys they're gonna do ten calls or emails. In the meantime, I got a fifty day old car with no lead. Well, which car needs more help? The car with no leads. But they're helping but they're not doing any activity on it. And that's where we come in with those switch leads. You might have five people you can hey, that car sold and so but here's this car. And so, you know, that's the other thing I think is as I'm we're starting to peel back this connecting these two dots and peeling this back, realizing those type of numbers is like half your inventory don't even have leads, so they're not doing any calls or emails to help you sell those cars. Yeah. So, now what? And, um, and again, that's that's things like lead, uh, um, leads per car, or uh, yeah, you know, the lead per car number. A lot of dealers try to track that, but that's irrelevant. It needs to be what percentage of your inventory doesn't have leads. Sure, exactly. I've seen leads per car shoot up but then the percentage of cars with no leads shoots up. So that makes sense. How do I get more leads per car But right. I have? But it's because-
0: less cars with leads, yep.
1: Yeah, so but what happens is that one car has 15 leads, that car has you know, 20 leads, and the other ones filter through, and right. it's like, wow. So yeah, we're, we're just starting to peel back some of those metrics that we want to track.
0: So talk to us a little bit about Lot-Walt University.
1: Okay. Yeah, so we do a day and a half uh, course. I, I typically train it unless I have something going on, but it's in our office in Kansas City um and the first day is all the metrics and key uh, points that we track and trim in our tool it's free and it you don't have to be a client because the metrics you can do yourself you know we just happen to do it for you but you can do these metrics yourself and then the other half a day is more of the tool you know our our lot walk software and how to mark leads work and create different views and how to actually use the tool but yeah a day and a half and i try to do it every month Cool, cool. Um, I have one coming up here in, in November 20th, I think, or whatever, Monday, Tuesday. Is it, Tuesday, is it open Wednesday. to anybody? Do yeah. You have a
0: max amount of people who can come? No, or? I
1: mean, we have two different spaces If you know, less than eight people are coming. We have a little conference room there, but we also have a big 3,000 square foot training place. So I could fit 40 people in. So, okay. Um, I, that's another reason why we might extend it to make every other week or every quarter because it's free and it's every month. So we've had people signing up and I'll have 10 people to supposed to show up, and right five do. Mm,
0: sure.
1: And I think it's a lot of times because they go, like, oh, it's free, we'll just go next
0: month. Right, you right. Know, we'll
1: try it. And so I'm like, eh. either I'm going to have to start charging, so they take it seriously. I mean, you could even
0: charge 25 bucks a ticket or something. Just so cheap. Just mm-hmm. so, like, it's got that commitment factor in there. They bought this ticket. Yeah. Maybe but no, that's cool. what we do. I love that. That's really awesome. That's a neat idea and I love that you're doing it so often to give everybody a chance to be involved in it.
1: And it keeps me on my toes and you know, and getting in front of people and just training too. And like I said, I don't I don't charge for it because I don't, I don't know. I, I think it, I like giving back to, the, I, I do videos and stuff because this industry has been great to me. So I just try to get back to the industry that's blessed me and my family our whole lives. So I love that. Wife, that's awesome. It's a wonderful
0: industry. I love it here. Yeah. Speaking of Kansas City, you live in the Southwest. How do you like living in the Southwest? You're not too far from us. Go Midwest. Chiefs. Go Chiefs.
1: Midwest. Yeah, Midwest. <laughs> I, should know that. We're I thought not. you We're Southwest in the Southwest right of Kansas City. Yeah. No, yeah. no, go Chiefs, right? Yep. Um, no, I love it. I grew up in St. Louis, so we moved to uh, Olathe, Kansas okay. 16, 17 years ago, and we have kept the company there the whole time and our house and everything, so... Um, Cool town. A lot of people don't know. Like, we have Garmin, like Garmin Watch, the national headquarters is there. Wow, I didn't know that either. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of car business in Kansas City. There is. a lot of vendors. There's probably a dozen vendors there. Yeah, that's the home of
0: Ven Solutions, too.
1: Solutions. I was
0: born in Overland
1: Park. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's close. And then, um, but then we have NCM20 Group. You have big groups like Hendrick and uh, Carvana's got a tower there. Yeah. It's it's a a pretty big big hub
0: for the auto industry. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you also have. Uh, Remind me, season tickets to sporting? Yeah. Oh, how has that been? I know that that's a new addition to Kansas City and partial uh, owned by the Mahomes family. and.
1: Well, the current is new. The, oh, we, no, the, the current, women's, right, yeah, right. the women's. And they're building the, the first stadium, women's stadium, dedicated to women only in the nation. So it's pretty cool. But I just stumbled on being a soccer fan over the last couple of years. Um, I got invited to speak in Madrid, Spain at, oh, at a youth park conference and so we went there and the guy's like hey do you want to go to real madrid game and i'm like yeah i mean i i don't follow soccer but i know that's like going to the cowboys game or right. you know the Chiefs." yeah i'm like yeah i want to go and eighty thousand people to the soccer oh game is gosh. crazy so that was really cool and the same time the world cup was going on yeah. ted lasso you know yeah. robin loves ted lasso watching that and uh, welcome the rexland was going on and i almost bought season tickets uh pre covid just because they're 20 minutes from the house mm-hmm. and have a perk for the employees and it's fun to go um and then we canceled yeah so we just got them this year and it's a blast and it's, it's fun and now they're in the playoffs they shouldn't have been. <laughs> um, been well they weren't they it's the first mls team to make the playoffs by not winning the first 10 games wow. we either lost or tied and then since may we've had the best record and so we just upset st louis which was the number one seed and yeah we just beat them two in a row wow
0: We're moving That's on to the
1: next round that's cool. So what's Fun.
0: the energy difference like between a sporting game and a Chiefs game?
1: Well, what I found that, there, I, the, I think it's similar, but it's really? just so much work to go to Chiefs game. I just went to the <laughs> Chiefs uh, Denver where uh, an employee got me a, a, for our 10-year anniversary, got me tickets to go to the game, so it's less there. But And I, I've, I've probably only been three times in 16 years that we've been there, but – yeah, I mean it's a seven o'clock game, so you're leaving the house at three, three yep. thirty, mm-hmm. and we only tailgated for an hour. I can't imagine the people tailgated for three hours. Right. But so we tailgated for an hour, and then yeah, you know, the game. We I people got home at eleven thirty. It's an yep. eight-hour ordeal. Wow.
0: Yep. And that's
1: not spending much time tailgating. Right. You know, we spent an hour sure. hanging out, and then we went to the game. So this is a lot of work. I realized I like watching Chiefs at home on TV better than in person, yes. and then I but I like watching sporting live
0: better than yeah.
1: in TV so that's how I'm balancing out. I'll watch Chiefs on TV and I'll go to the sporting games
0: it's it's almost a downside that the Chiefs keep winning because the tickets keep getting more expensive. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like oh, hold on and then Taylor
1: Swift's there and oh my, oh gosh. she was we're actually not, right right we don't behind we don't us. talk to
0: Shasta about Taylor yeah, Swift so
1: no, I'm not, right.
0: happy okay. yeah. <laughs> not happy about it yeah it's um it's overtaking all the games it is. yeah and yeah it was
1: distracting because we're watch, trying to watch game at the same time she's like right there and so you're watching like my wife's like I'd be more
0: excited about being in front of Donna Kelsey
1: well not only that i mean statistically she's i mean if you put numbers to it she has accomplished way more because yeah. they just have to be a mother with one kid in the nfl much mm-hmm. less two, two right much less two playing against it's each beautiful. other in the super exactly. bowl i mean the odds huge. of that is like one in 100 million i mean right. there, how many singers are out there right oh, yeah. you know how many taylor Swift are out there over the yeah. last 50 years but for her i mean i've anybody that can duplicate what she's done. It's like, wow, that's crazy. It's
0: uh, it was an amazing story to watch. I watched the um, the Amazon Prime special on mm-hmm. Jason, and it was amazing. And just that whole family dynamic is just so cool. And their their brotherhood and how they they work together in the NFL. Their podcast. Oh my God, yes. I love their podcast. So funny. So it's um, it's fun getting to be a Chiefs fan right now. It is. Oh God, we got comments. We do. Oh, yeah. have that's so funny had to be huge I'm trying to keep up with comments and like 10 <laughs> feet away no I'm forgetting about it
1: yeah I'll lean in and look
0: for sure so um, we kind of missed this part at the beginning but what is something um, that a lot of people don't know about Lop pop that um, because it's so all-encompassing mm-hmm. um, it's so all-encompassing that a lot of people may not even know the basics of lot pop, lot walk, switch leads, right? and we've we touched on it a little bit. But in the most simple of terms, like you're talking to a sixth grader, what do you do?
1: So it all started out with the help dealers with better used car inventory management. So, and, and what I found over the years with V Auto and stuff, the best performing stores, I'll, you always ask you, when's the best time to make the most money on a car? Right. Well, when it's fresh. That's okay. okay. <laughs> so, do you want to increase or decrease the odds of a car selling while it's fresh? Well increase it. Okay. So. Um, We preach we want 60 to 70 percent of their sales to be on in the first 30 days Mm -hmm. so fresh cars 70 percent of your sales are going on a 30-day old cars your grosses are going to be good your volume kicks in so the second thing is so 60 70 percent in the first 30 days and if you're carrying 100 let's sell 100 or 150 you don't need 150 to sell 100 and so carry what you sell sell what you carry Um, so those are the two main principles got 100 cars, sell 100 cars, 70% in the first 30 days, if not, why? So is it your trucks are heavy 2020s? Is your average investment gone up? Your photos got behind? Did it, you got too many 30,000, 30 to 35,000 and not enough 20 to 25,000. So mm-hmm. all these different metrics, about 30 of them that we're capturing and going, okay, here's your three things that are throwing you off, your trucks and your 31 to 45, and you got a bunch of trucks and your 31 to 40. Then once you start integrating the lead data it's like well maybe the trucks are sitting because they're not following up with my truck leads exactly. and it's like okay well we gotta look at that data too and so we track that information too what's the la- you know a two-day contact ratio what percentage of these active leads are still in stock they haven't called in two days because that can be your whole problem stop dropping prices just continuing to follow up with the leads why did a dealer never not want that information
0: right. like that yeah. is so useful to have i mean that's
1: car deals off the long. Yeah. So, I, you know, again, I started in 97, and by 98, I was selling cars off the internet. Eight years, lead management background. Um, I was on a board of directors to get digital dealer off the ground, all that kind of stuff. And then then I got to meet Dale in 05 and got to be part of that whole V auto thing. And so I've been able to combine those two worlds. So it's been fun.
0: Robin says, tell them about the scoring system that makes it easy for dealers to fix their inventory quickly.
1: Oh, our WTF score.
0: Work yeah. the facts. Work
1: the facts. So it's about 22 metrics. Because if I find a truck problem, I need to find what trucks are causing the problem. Out of the 30, what do I just, you know. So, yeah, on a scale of 100, we'll score cars. So, example, you might have a truck scoring a 20. And some of the metrics would be like, are you heavy in that year? Are you heavy in that segment? Are you heavy in that price point? Is it an age bucket you're not selling enough out of? Have you not changed the price in a while? Does it have a high day supply? Is it mildly? Do you have leads you have a follow-up with or you don't have any leads? So us trying to figure out, okay, you got a truck problem and this truck. Again, maybe you haven't changed the price in two weeks. You're heavy in the year. You're heavy in the segment, heavy in the price point. You haven't had a lead in seven days. It's mildly. Those are all factual things when you want to do about it. And so, again, I don't care what the market says. Not that market data is good. That's, I want to, after I find that truck and find that problem, then pivot to the market because exactly. again, I can do something about my 2020s. I can do something about this age, bucket. I can do something about these leads, um, but I can't do that if the Ford store to drive, uh, the Honda store drops their, their Ford a grand, I can't do nothing about right. that. Exactly. So so yeah, it's uh, so that score really helps us figure out the cars then, but again, it's based off of the, all the other metrics we're tracking. So,
0: and how often do the dealers just answer it with, okay, let's get more leads? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> more inventory. The answer. Hey, hey, we
1: need to buy more cars because we're only selling 80 cars and we need more oh, cars. You're like, no, you got 120. You don't need more cars. Stop right. buying.
0: Yeah, you should, you should be running out of cars. Like, yeah. there is enough demand in the market. Um, you have the power to price with however the market is running. You should constantly be running out of cars.
1: That, they want the new shiny thing you know, Facebook oh, Marketplace oh, or SEO, yeah. SEM or whatever the new flavor is, digital retailing. And I'm like, man, your photos aren't even good. Your pricing's way too high and you got leads. No one's falling up. Oh, and don't worry about Facebook Marketplace yeah. right now. Yeah,
0: How about you so, sell the leads you have first and then we'll, we'll talk about yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> But I also give you know, they get, you know, you want to track a lot of those metrics, you know, how many appointments, how many show, how many sold, how many delivered. And we track sold versus delivered as you, know, you should, you know, Especially if you're in a subprime market, I could sell 20 cars, but only do over 10 because the back credits or equity. Um, but again, once you, I think, and one of the things I learned with the internet, if you start tracking that kind of stuff, there's a what I call a front and a back end of the internet. The front being the BDC, the call centers. Do we do a good job there? Call, email, schedule appointments. Mm-hmm. The back is when they show up, and yep. sometimes it falls apart. Yes.
0: The yeah. dealer, oh, I didn't
1: know there's an appointment. I didn't have the car pulled up, or they try to steal the trade because we're giving away this car. And it, it, so once you start tracking those metrics, you know a lot of those deals and you're, you're slow and you're not doing enough is ha- happening on the back end. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, you don't need more leads to figure out those two things. We're right. doing good here, and we're doing good here now. Add more leads next. So, same with inventory.
0: All the data and yeah. I'm, I'm such a data person that i i would just die diving into all of that stuff I've, i love numbers and i love being able to see where can we improve here how will we improve.
1: yeah but i was just saying once you see you got a 50 appointments that showed how do we only sell 10. what happened uh, to the other freaking 40.
0: right
1: you know and that's the back end and a lot, that's more of the work
0: exactly but it takes the dealer who cares it takes um, the one that has the staff that is also going to invest in the tool. That is so important when when we're looking at any any vendor relationship, any any tool like this. It yeah. takes both parties working together. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is again where that that weekly dealer call comes in. Yeah. To yeah. walk them through it, remind them why they're using it, and and tell them, hey, you missed the ball on this one. You need to hit this one right now. Right. Yeah. It's accountability. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then also like some other metrics I think are important that does that gets overlooked in like CRMs and stuff too is like um, and you guys probably but the lead to appointment time you know I I got the lead mm-hmm. September first I talked to them on November sixth they're coming in on November eighth and then that gap between September and this date yeah. because that's the other hard part is you'll sell them in November but was it a but it was a September lead so should it count towards September does it count right, towards right. November but and, but and that's the thing, I, you know, the trick question is, is, hey, if you went from two days from lead to appointment to four days, you took longer, two to four days of lead to appointments that are a good, a bad thing. And a lot of people say, well, that's bad. I'm like, well, no. By growing from two-day average lead to appointment to four days, that means you're you're setting appointments on 20-day they're older leads. Yes. So I want to increase the amount of time from lead to appointment. If I go from a two-day to a 15-day, that's awesome because now I'm doing 40 50 day old leads. I mean it's going to don't play. So it's just full metrics like that that I think are, and you don't get out of CRMs that you have
0: to at least most of them. Oh, yes. Robin says performance managers at Lot Pop are the real deal
1: and that they are. Yeah, our our team I, at one point in time there's nine of us. We had 270 years experience, so 30 year average, you know. Wow. Um, some of them owned their own stores or families did or you know been to dealer academies and you know, huge car directors or GMs. So they've all been in the everybody's shoes. So wow. um
0: and that's yeah, so important probably. to have on your team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially, so you're doing, um, Law Walk University is coming up on November 20th. You said it's one yeah. day or two days? It's a day, day and a and half. Day and yeah. half.
1: So, well, okay,
0: if um, if people are interested in signing up for that, how do they get a hold of that?
1: Uh, lot, you can either go lotpopu.com or lotpopuniversity.com or even lotwalku.com. Either way, our, you know, that or our website, lotpop.com, we have our events there. Mm-hmm, cool. We also do a 20 group, a used car 20 group. Uh, we meet every quarter, every four months, I'm sorry. So, um In Kansas City, typically, because okay. again we have the facility to host it. And I, I thought I got to travel if I did a twenty group. Was, hey, where do you want to go next? And everybody's like, no, Kansas City is fine because we have guys from Pennsylvania. So yeah, yeah, Pennsylvania and California coming. You know, we got awesome. a guy in Canada. You know, it's like guy in Canada is not going to go and who's up in the Northwest or, or Northeast? He's not going to go to California, right. vice versa. So you now everybody likes to come to Kansas City. Now this. Next 20 group, we might be going to Miami or somewhere warmer. It's going to be January, February. One of our dealers has a dealer group in Miami. So we're like, hey, if we can host it at your dealership and conference, then let's go. So they offer that. So um,
0: are you accepting anybody to come to your 20 group meetings as well?
1: So, yeah, we've had dealers that come as guests and see if they like it. Um, now all of them have to at least be using our product uh, software or something just because a lot of our time spends, mm-hmm. you know, covering those metrics and those performance mm-hmm. metrics. We have two trophies. The the, the best of the show uh, gets the best numbers we put in uh, and then we have a toilet trophy, the the, the Lot potty trophy, and the, the guy with the worst numbers get their names on the oh, on the that. lot potty trophy, and we give those There's out. A little toilet. Please me it toilet. is. It oh, is. Yes! It's, a little toilet. That. it's A little gold toilet on top of thing. Oh my the god, thing. that's awesome. On the, on the, on the so bed. nobody
0: wants the lot potty. No,
1: right? no, you don't want to be on the lot potty list.
0: I have to know who got the lot potty list last.
1: Week. Uh, I think it was one of the Walton or Massey stores. Yeah, uh um, I, so. I didn't say that
0: shit. test
1: Yeah. They didn't make it to, to the meeting, here, so I don't think, oh, they, know. I don't think <laughs> they
0: know they're on the potty list. How funny. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Roman hashtag potty. lot
1: potty. <laughs> it's, well, it's cool. It's a combination of some financials like front, back, gross, wholesale, loss, and then we take a combination of activity in our tool, How, who's logging in the most, yep. who sold the most yeah. 60% in the first 30, who sold the most volume, and, and then we combine those two mu- numbers cool. and rank them.
0: So, my my I'm going to help try to make this my last question because I feel like I could just talk about this all day long. So, when you guys have a dealer sign up with it and they fall off or you don't see them logging in, is it, you think, a lack of understanding or a lack of team buy-in?
1: Uh, a little bit of both. I mean, obviously, there's a lot to our tool, but we try to simplify it. Uh, I think it's buy-in, right? Because it's not fun sometimes when we have to clean up their inventory and we get the volume going, but eventually the grosses are going down as we're cleaning things up and sometimes they want to tap out. Um, but also, I mean, I understand we're another add on, it's just another tap that have to have open when they already got this or already got this and I got that, that. And it's like, yeah, but if you don't, yeah. So uh, I understand that. So to get everybody to actually use that is, you know, on our end to make sure everybody's trained up. And we'll we'll spend 30 days of training alone. You know, I got a training director that will do that before we hand them off to the analyst. So, um,
0: that's a wonderful piece right there. Mm-hmm. Just 30 days of training. I don't feel like a lot of people offer that.
1: Yeah, when we do weekly calls, and then we you know we and then we train up, because here's a tool that two departments use. I want the BDC internet people to log yes. in and man, and figure out what leads they need to call and email. Um, you know, here I had a guy who had 130 tasks in VIN Solutions, and I logged in our tool and said. You know that's that's a lot of work. I said, but here, over here, there's 40 leads where the car's still in stock. You haven't called in two days. Just do those 40 first, and then you had 20 switch opportunities. It's like there's 60. Do those first. It might clean up some of your 130. But we're finding like 60 to 70 percent of the activity that they're doing. If he did 130 calls, I think 60 to 70 percent of that activity has nothing to do to help me sell a car today. Because again, wow. if half my inventory don't have leads. They're not working in exactly. those half of those cars, so they're not helping me. And then if ten. Half their activities on ten percent of my car, you know what I'm saying? So sure. um, we have to reverse that. We gotta have sixty to seven percent of what they're doing actually helps me sell that car, sell a car today. And so do the low hanging fruit, the forty cars still in stock, even call contact in two days. Um, so yeah, we helped really. So, anyways, it's a tool that two departments can be in internet and get your used car manager. Exactly. Figure out your problems, figure out your, your game plan on the of the problems and have your team we call it a processes on per a lot pop, so process on purpose instead of them showing up and doing a three-day call seven-day email there's no rhyme or reason there's purpose behind their day you're just doing grunt factory exactly. work because that's what the crm says to do well no give them a purpose hey i need help with trucks all right let me call an email the truck that needs for
0: burnout too. Yeah. yeah oh
1: yeah it does and so every day when there's different problems say hey, i need help with my 30 or all right call and email those oh wait i need help with my trucks all right call and email those yep. it, it yeah like you said it just gives them a little bit different mixture than just completing a bunch of tasks
0: I love things that give them a purpose and not have to complete tasks, especially running a BDC of people all day long um, who are like, oh my God, there's so much to do. All right, Jason, outside of right here at Used Car Week in Scottsdale, Arizona, where can people reach out to you? Where can they reach you at?
1: Jay Rice so dot com, really easy but facebook linkedin i typically try to once a week every other week i'm doing a video tip about what we're seeing in the market and stuff so youtube we have a lot pop there's probably 400 videos there over the years and
0: you also so, have a, a podcast, podcast. Yes. yeah
1: well i'll take well and all i do is i take the video content and then throw it into okay. that soundcloud or whatever and put it as a podcast so you can find it on whatever apple podcast cool. just look for a pop and it will pop up
0: awesome, awesome. cool all right, cool. Well, Jason, thank you so much for being a part of this today. We're, we're super excited to get the opportunity to interview you, especially live and in-person yes. here at Used Car Week. So guys, if you have not seen us yet, stop by, make sure you see us. We don't have a booth, but we are around here somewhere. We're all around the place. So we've got swag, we've got lots of swag. We've got bags. Brand new and never before. No, seen cool. Yes, all kinds of stuff. So remember whenever you guys go out into the world this week that you never know the battle that somebody else is facing. So whenever you go out into the world, remember to be kind. And remember to light Light that up. up. We have been the Chicks in Charge. I'm Jess. I'm Shasta. And we'll see you later. And I'm Jason. Oh, yeah, I got to end it.